Hello there, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back. And today I'm going to introduce you to a eight-figure, multi-multi-multi-millionaire business owner named Jeremy Shrek, who I've known for about 10 years. And most people charge money and only would release this content in like a video or paid course. But what you're going to learn here today is just a guy who went from being $100,000 in debt, struggling and failing at other kind of business models to finding something that really worked very, very well. And he breaks down the mechanics of how he's built his business and really how he uses Amazon FBA to sell products and how he built a huge brand in the health and wellness industry and has just totally revolutionized his life, his mindset and his results. So folks, this is what Self-Developed Life Podcast is all about, bringing you inspiring people and stories about how they overcame their challenges and just crushed whatever uh, adversity was in their way and just excel and rock life to the fullest. Uh, Jeremy and I, like I said, we've both been from Vancouver. We met there about in 2007 when we were both doing online marketing. And from there, we talk about the importance of masterminds and surrounding yourself in a network of successful people because, you know, the top five people you hang out with is who you're going to become. Right. And we've been very blessed to be associated with something called the Brotherhood uh, that both um, my last guest, Andy Murphy, and I, uh, he was the NLP trainer that was just on the previous episode. That's how I connected with him as well. So if you're not around positive people, start using this podcast to become your network. Right. Listen to these guys and girls that have got the results that you want. So Jeremy also shows that shares at the end of the episode his uh, experiences with some lady boys in Thailand. He used to live in Bangkok, and we kind of joke about some of his experiences uh, living in Thailand. So it's a fun episode. It's really casual. It's authentic. There's no script. Just two guys having a conversation that are catching up because I haven't really t- seen him uh, much since I've been living here in Asia, and I'm really honored that he came here to visit me. So anyway, guys, enjoy the show. Leave your comments, and here we go. <laughs> Welcome, everyone, to Self-Developed Life. My name is Quentin Carlin, and this is the podcast for personal and professional development. What I do here is bring on expert industry leaders and interview them about their success strategies on anything from fitness, finance, faith, family, business, Bitcoin, blockchain, crypto, leadership, lifestyle, dating, relationships, marriage, travel, Zen meditation, mindset, minimalism, money-making methods, and much, much more. So if you're interested in any of that, you're going to love this episode. Also, why don't you go over to YouTube? We've got this uh, filming. Every episode is uploaded to YouTube, and there you can watch it live and also subscribe. Check that out. We've got all the content archived there from past episodes. As well, when you're over there, check out our show sponsors. We've got a number of amazing sponsors. For example, if you would like to get a $40 credit on your next Airbnb hotel, go ahead and claim that. As well, if you want to get into investing in cryptocurrency or Bitcoin, we've got $10 of free Bitcoin waiting for you. You can just go claim it in your free account set up over there. Also, if you want to get a website set up and don't really know how to do that, we've got access to the best online software to build the biggest funnel that you can imagine for your business to help convert your traffic into customers. So like I said, go over there. All the links are on YouTube. We really appreciate that. 
And speaking of appreciate, I appreciate you for tuning in. And to do so, I want to offer you a free one-on-one -on -one coaching and consulting call with me. Yes, I would like to connect with you. So if you're interested in talking about anything and anything, anything and everything on your mind, email me, quintoncarlin at gmail.com, or you can just fill out my calendar on the bottom here, the link that can set up a time that suits for both of us, and I would love to reach out and connect with you. Lastly, if you do enjoy this episode and this podcast, would you please do me a favor and go over to iTunes and leave us a five-star review and leave an honest comment. How do you feel about the content that we're putting out here? That would really help. It really helps support the show. All the reviews are much greatly appreciated. All right, guys, enjoy the show here, and we'll see you on the next episode soon. Enjoy. It's going to be a great one. All right, welcome everyone. Uh, I'm here with my boy, Jeremy Shirk, and uh, we're from Vancouver, but he's here visiting me in Korea for a while. And uh, Good to be here, man. Loving Korea, loving Busan. It's been a blast. We went out last night for Halloween, and uh, we want to do this podcast today <laughs> regardless, so here we are. Um, man, it's been quite a while since we've kind of reconnected. Yeah, we were saying like a decade since we saw each other in Vancouver. So Jeremy and I, we met uh, at about 10 years ago, first time. And since then, we've both kind of gone on various paths. But uh, what I want to talk about today, man, is just like your incredible success with your e-commerce Amazon business. Um, it's not often you can get somebody that's done the numbers that you've had having like an eight-figure business. And that's like 10 million plus, which is, you know, phenomenal. Uh, considering how many businesses start and, and fail and uh, especially in such a short period of time you know you've been doing this just a few years and uh, just want to give you the space to kind of introduce yourself sure give a, an intro and uh, yeah. we'll let it rip so I live in Vancouver as Quentin said I like to travel a lot we were linked up here in his hometown in Korea where he's living and I mean I've got a long background in the in the e-commerce game I my first sort of project or or business was going back to 2004 where I was doing ebooks and funnels um, you know the Google AdWords and stuff like that we got an alarm going off here okay uh, and yeah like in the trenches like grinding lots of failures like a few wins here and there but nothing major and then coming into what I'm doing now when we, my partner and I started in 2013 it's like all that experience and all that struggle it seems like everything kind of just broke open and and like you said just the success that came in just an apparently short period of time has been amazing but I also look back to all those years of struggle that really helped prepare me for that and put me in a position to be able to do that yeah it's like you know you see somebody that just blows up and you're like oh man they just started making millions of dollars but no what you didn't see or you don't hear is like you know the years yeah. and in our case like a decade before totally. just testing different things trial and error learning developing growing and then just finding something that, that hits, and then you just scale that up. Absolutely. So um, with uh, with your business, maybe just share what you're doing and what you're selling and, and how you've kind of developed the whole uh, the whole brand. Yeah, I mean, my, my company is Nested Naturals. Um, it's a health and wellness brand. We, we have natural um, herbal-based formulas. We have a very popular sleep aid. That was really our runaway success out of the gate. We followed that up with some different products. Uh, we have a greens powder that does very well. Also, it's something you put in smoothies or 
gives, gives you those antioxidants, those enzymes, those, those good uh, green sort of superfoods. And uh, we've got just under 20 products now, just under 20 employees. We're based in Vancouver with our team, our core team there. We have outsourced people in different parts of the world for various positions as well. Um, but I really look at us developing a, a health and wellness movement. Mm. There's a lot of supplement companies out there. It's a very competitive space. And what drew me to this, I'm passionate about health and wellness, and I really felt we could make a difference in educating people with aligned with a supplement purchase. Someone is looking to improve. Someone who's buying a supplement is looking to improve their life in some way. And if we can capture that that customer and really educate them on how to live a healthier life and, and change their life for the better, that's really what drives me and motivates me because just having a transactional business where you sell some supplement and convince them it's gonna change your life, which is not true, it's a supplement, you have to make other lifestyle changes. That's how I've always approached it and um, I just feel like we're doing really, really exciting things with our company. We're doing lots of education. We've just started a YouTube channel. Yeah. We put out a lot of good content and a lot of information there. And it's it's really a mission-driven company that we have at the end of the day. Well, I think Vancouver is a great place to be based because it's such a health-conscious, you know. Yes. It's like, you know, yeah. it's such a fit, healthy, vibrant city. Uh, really, uh, there's a lot of people, you know, in the yoga industry. It's huge there. There's like a yoga studio on every corner almost in Vancouver. It I seemed joke. like it was a natural choice for us to, to yeah. start our office. We both lived there, my yeah. partner and I, but we're not that we're we weren't there at the time when we were looking at starting an office, and we both settled on Vancouver as being a great spot for that. And, and as far as you know, we talked last night. I was like, well, what separates your company and your products compared to uh, all the masses of other ones? It's just kind of you know. Or like this and then maybe go down and then kind of die out but you guys are just going like this and just really killing it so what do you think is the main kind of is it the product is it the brand is it the team is it the platform what is really the secret sauce if you can share your secret yeah. sauce <laughs> well, that's a great question i think i think it's a combination of all those factors there's a lot of supplement companies that have come and go there's others that are coming into the space all the time and they have some success and then maybe they disappear but i think what has sustained us through this is really looking at this from a long-term perspective. Yeah. This, this wasn't just like a, a quick cash play or some side business. When when my partner and I um, launched the first product and we saw the success of it, we realized we had something big here mm. potentially, and that's why we started the office. We could, I was living in Thailand when we started this business. I was doing the four-hour yeah. work week. I was enjoying that freedom, and I was reluctant to start an office, but we realized. That was a necessary step for us if we want to take this company where we want to take it. So that's been a huge thing, really having that core team, people that align with the values of our company, that synergy you get with the team in one mm -hmm. place. Um, my, again, as I alluded to earlier, my struggles and a lot of lessons I learned from failures and, and other internet stuff, bringing that experience into it. Um, the brand, obviously the brand, and we have an ex, a brand manager who brought in a lot of experience and really helped dial in our brand. We didn't have Nested Naturals at the beginning. It was a different name. Okay. And we had to change that because of legal reasons, but it was a blessing in disguise. Because it always is. It's, our brand is much more solidified now. And just, just, yeah, we're going, I believe we're going the extra mile as far as not, here's just a supplement, buy. Yeah. But here's a supplement. You know, we care about you. We want to help you change your life, and we really keep that conversation going with our customers. And I believe that's how we've we've built raving fans, built a strong brand, yeah, and have been able to uh, to to do what we've done. Well, that's awesome, man. And I wanted to ask you, how does it feel personally 
because um, we kind of come from the same background doing affiliate marketing and stuff and just like, you know, making money, but it's like really like this, you know, highs and lows and which, which we've shared about before. Um, when you kind of hit that multi-million dollar mark and you're like, wow, like this is kind of like a, a huge, a huge movement yeah. and financially, personally, you know, like how did that feel when you're just kind of like, wow, like this is just really ex far exceeded probably your expectations? Obviously, very excited. A lot of excitement there. Yeah. Um, a lot of gratitude because, again, su success tastes sweeter when you've tasted failure before. Right. You know the bitterness of failure. Yeah. Um, but lots of excitement and just seeing those numbers in our bank account and just just the amount of like the wires sending our to our suppliers and stuff. Like, you're dealing with a lot of money. Yeah. And it was definitely like a reality check, and it, it almost makes me, w with the success. It, before I was like this, before I had this success with this business, it's like, oh, I'm going to be so successful and like life's going to be easy and, you know, so many problems are uh, solved and all that. Yes, there's certain comforts you get when you're successful, but I am, I'm almost more driven now and I'm driven by, I don't want to say anxiety, but I'm driven by the thought that if, if I coast, yeah. this thing could all just collapse. Yeah. So like, I'm I'm more anxious to just just keep my foot on the gas and like not wanting to, to, to cruise and yeah I'm traveling on here and there's lots of freedom involved but yeah yeah it definitely it's not like riding off into the sunset oh we have a multi million dollar business like it, no it's like I'm I want to stay on the cutting edge more than yeah, ever yeah. now and like just keep my game sharp and exactly. show up every day with 100 percent you know no that's that's huge and as like the CEO you set the leader you're the leader that sets that example right. Um, with people watching that might want to be like, wow, this sounds amazing. Uh, what would you say? Cause we both did the same training, like ASM amazing.com. We, you know, I flew down to their training conference. Oh shit. Done. Facebook live just cut off. What happened there? Uh, we're back. We just got booted off, uh, for some reason, maybe the internet stalled or something. Um, but here we go. Here we go. That's how we roll. You know, <laughs> you know, things happen. You just, you know, fix it and you deal with it. Adapt. That's, that's life. Absolutely. Um, so we were just talking about how, uh, what were we just talking about, man? We were talking about... Um, oh, ASM. Yes. Yeah. So for people wanting to get started in something like this, you know, how, how, what's the process look like? You research a product, you find a niche, you, you start sourcing products, yeah. you know, like what kind of walk people through like the how yeah. to uh, build something like this for themselves if they want to. Yeah, that's... I, I got to be honest, that's going back a ways in memory. And like, we have a team doing all that stuff now. But I, if I think back to the early days, yeah, you're searching product categories, you're searching competitors, you want to see, you want to see categories that aren't too overwhelmed with competition, but you want to see a little bit of competition, because yeah. that shows that there's, there's a market. Need, there. Yeah. Um, the landscape has definitely changed in the, in the years I've been involved. You know, many people say, oh, it's, it's so competitive now. And, and how long have you been involved? Because it's pretty, it's not that long, you know, like when you when you talk about... We, our first product launched so, June of 2014. So that's over four years ago. Yeah, which isn't yeah. long to have yeah. the, in, the, in, in the long scheme and of what people And what I want people to understand is there's, you know, there's a lot of talk about Amazon. Oh, it's, it's too late. It's too competitive. Well, Amazon has grown tremendously. The marketplace has grown tremendously. They've added... I'm not going to say billions, but millions of users. You uh, know, Amazon I'm, is crushing I'm, everything. They're putting Sears out of business, yeah. Walmart, all these big department stores they're, are getting crushed. They're by not Amazon. going anywhere. Yeah. Um, they're continuing to grow. There's new products coming out all the time. Um, so yeah, the game's changed a bit, but it's it's not too late. I mean, yeah. yeah. 
you know, it's, it's, it's getting it's, bigger and bigger. And you look at other things, platforms like Spotify or not Spotify, Shopify, you know, there's all these other platforms where you can sell uh, anything, you know, like me and my partner uh, initially, actually, I'll show you, I'll, I'll show you guys actually um, what we actually were, we created, remember last night I told you that we created a product? Mm -hmm. This was it. So we, uh, me and my partner Dylan created this. Our brand name was Limitless Luxury Lifestyle, and it was a portable, oh, I've got two cameras running here, so this is the other one. Can't really see the brand name that much, but it was a uh, uh, power bank to charge, mm. charge, uh, charge cell phones. It's got some weight to it. Um, this one, I've seen these before, and they're like super light. It's yeah, no, that was, that was a good one. Um, so yeah, you can get, you can sell anything and everything, you know, like it's, it's limitless, literally, hence the brand name. <laughs> um, so, so yeah, man, that, that's, that's awesome. And you know, what I kind of want to talk about before is, you know, guys that you were kind of mentored by, like Ryan Daniel Moran, that has a big platform that he does a lot of training and stuff. Um, him and yourself were both kind of in a place before you found this, that you didn't really know what you're going to do. Like you're kind of looking yeah. for what what you really wanted to kind of build and commit to, um, but at at the time you're kind of like uh, searching for what you would really want to kind of go full into. And I think there's a lot of people that can relate that might not be happy or fulfilled with their jobs or even their businesses and kind of need more income or just more to learn and grow and develop. Like that's kind of what yes. people really want more than anything. They just want to feel a part of doing something productive. Um, what was that like for you when you finally found what you've been kind of wanting to, to do? Yeah, and just, just to add to that, because that's a great question. If there was, a, there was a lot of failures and frustrations, and it's just thinking, like, is anything going to work? Like, yeah. It's just, there's so many things you're jumping at, and nothing's working. You know, years are passing. I got myself into debt. And, you, you know, I'm asking myself, is anything, like, is it all just BS? Like, is yeah. anything ever going to work out? But as cliche as it sounds, just like, just like don't give up you know like just yeah and what happened with this before this business i was in a lot of debt i want to share how much because i've heard you share yeah it was before. it was it, shoot it was 100k and like wow. six 60k of that was on credit cards so the interest was just it was just it. murder and i couldn't declare bank i didn't want to declare bankruptcy because it was kind of a pride thing but i actually couldn't because i took lines of credit out in other people's name to help oh, out with wow. it. And when you declare bankruptcy, you have to absolve all of everything. You can't have any debt with anyone. And I didn't want to leave other people on the hook. So it was a nightmare. And um, so 100 grand of debt. Out of curiosity, how did that happen? Was that just from <laughs> just like traveling too much, too much late nights in Bankok here? We got the <laughs> repping rep your old city here living in Bangkok. Like, I know how that can go. It, yeah, it was uh, just bad decisions. I mean, it was it was the accumulation of debt. <laughs> It was the accumulation of debt over probably eight years. Just like starting a business and be like, this is going to work out. This is the next big thing. Yeah. And then like making stupid purchases before yeah. the money was So what was the in. stuff you were buying? Well, I like leased it. Well, this is so when I was in Van even, before oh, I was even yeah. in Thailand. Like, and Vancouver I, will just eat you up. Yeah, like I, so I, leased, I leased a car. I leased a freaking car. And like, I'm like, this business is going to work out. You know what I mean? So I'm putting the shit like, on credit Yeah, I'll take cards. that Benz over there. I'll take one of those Beamers. I yeah, just put it on my card. <laughs> I was buying groceries on my credit card. Like, it was ludicrous thinking back to that. And then it just built up. And partly, and I've actually never said this before, so here's like a first-time thing coming from my mouth. Exclusive. Uh, exclusive on Quentin's podcast here. Yeah. I moved. Part of the reason I stayed in Thailand 
like I loved it there. I absolutely loved it there, and I wanted to stay. But a side benefit was the cost of living. That's so cheap. So compared even to though, Vancouver, it's like oh, pennies on the dollar. So I was living there, living a the great lifestyle. Yeah, I was. I was still there was credit card stuff happening, but the money I was making could go further. Yeah, and that was a huge benefit to staying there. But yeah, just accumulation over many years, and, and that was a nightmare. But back to just to wrap this point up. You think nothing's working. It's another experience. It's another experience you've banked. There's a lesson you've learned. There's skills you've likely developed. And that's partly why coming into this company and finding this opportunity, I, I, I was ready for it. I wouldn't have been able to capitalize on it the same way I did if I didn't have those previous experiences and failures, right? You know, it's like we were talking last night how um, you were saying that experience with going through all that debt and financial pressure made you now be way more frugal yes, and you yes. take a very, very modest salary. Yes. You live below your means. So you've learned that. And just kind of like with me, uh, I shared before last night how I grew up in a neighborhood where all my friends were driving like BMWs to school and I was like driving, riding my skateboard. And I was like the guy that had $15 a week to spend for five meals. And that made me really conscious about where can I get the best deal? which is like, you know, the, the meal of the day at each place. And it makes like, you resourceful. It, it makes you really resourceful. Yeah. And then now when you do have cash coming in, you, you know, you, you're, just, you're more conscious of it. I'm way more conscious. I'm, yeah. I'm in so many ways more frugal now than mm -hmm. I was when I was like, it's like spending money on credit cards. Is like I'm trying to fill a void of like yeah. not feeling like I'm enough or like yeah. filling some void I have. But now it's like, which is materialism. Care. That's yeah. like how society is like, Hey, you need this car to be totally. happy. You need this big house. That it's, BS. it's full. It's I don't have a bullshit. car. I don't, I don't want We were talking last night. We're like, I never want a car. I never want a car and I never want a house. <laughs> like those, I hopefully I can never have those things because I don't want them. I right. have like, you know, i like having a condo, live by the beach, have a scooter. Minimalist I'm good. Lifestyle. Minimalist, man. Totally. Simplify. And I learned that from my mom, man. My mom's all about it. And you want to you hear a powerful mindset shift? My mom told me something just like a month ago. She said, I'm so grateful for everything I don't have. Interesting. Everyone's too grateful for everything they do have. She's like, I'm so grateful I don't have to manage all these oh, properties like her friend that has all this real estate. Yeah. I'm so grateful I don't have to manage a big business and all these, you know, just... That it, freedom. Was, it was a total mindset set shift that's so opposite from most people that's trying to get more and more and more. She's like trying to like yeah. get less. Like that's give, me. Yeah, and it's me all about too, simplicity. Man. Yeah, I want my life as simple as possible. Look at right up there. I've got this uh, simplify above my mirror. Oh, nice. Yeah, yeah. I've got this thing that says simplify there. Um, totally. So, so yeah, don't man. Fall, don't fall prey to materialism and like filling this void you have with with bullshit stuff yeah. that just makes your life more complicated and puts you into debt that you then have to crawl out of and and but, not everyone has a million multi-million dollar business to get them out of that yeah. you know that's the sad fact there's like i read a study that like some i can't remember the number but it was ridiculous like 75 or 80 percent of americans don't have a thousand dollars in emergency that's savings yeah. like i couldn't believe it but it's yeah. just like the way it is because they're buying all the you know like it's, yeah. it's keeping it's up crazy. keeping up um bangkok yeah Let's hear some stories. Let's hear some stories. <laughs> oh, or not, not from your personal things, but something that you've seen or heard about. Like, oh, just, man. you know, like, let's get, okay. let's get raw and real here. Okay. We want to get raw and real. Some, yeah. some, some funny, I mean, you, you've likely heard of the lady boys in Thailand and like just that whole scene, get going there as a foreigner and not knowing about that. That was a shock. Just seeing that. <laughs> yeah. Um, then just, I mean, 
the sex trade there is prevalent in certain areas. Okay. It's definitely in your face. And when you're not used to seeing that, it's like, whoa, like this is crazy. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've, I was, I remember I was in Phuket once and you know, I see these two lady boys with these two older foreigners, like just drunk out of their mind, just like trying to pay for the tuk tuk and like these lady boys are just looking at each other and you know, those guys are getting robbed for sure. Like, cause that's, that's the business they're in, right? Like you hear about these. We're off again. <laughs> All right. We're back. I don't know what's going on here. We keep getting kicked off by Facebook. Uh, this is the last try. If we go off again, we're just going to cut it there. Um, but we didn't want to leave people hanging in suspense about your Bangkok ladyboy stories. I, I, well, I just got to <laughs> like when I first went there, you know, I, you have some double takes. You see this woman walking by. She looks gorgeous. And then you start to learn, like, that's not necessarily a woman. Right. Um, Tell the one about the Arab guys. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so there's this red light district in Bangkok called Nana Plaza. And there's like this bottleneck. You walk in and then it's you. it opens up into like three levels of these go-go bars. And you can sit at the bottleneck and just have a drink and just watch yeah. the night unfold. And you see some of <laughs> the, the most... night unfold. And it just gets, it just goes like this, right? You see <laughs> some of the most entertaining stuff. I've, I've literally seen like Japanese businessmen walking in with their suit on. They have their luggage. They just came straight from the airport. They walk up and like five minutes later, they're, they're walking out with a girl in their hand. That was a carry-on. They went to check and pick up the carry-on. Yeah, it was carry-on. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, I saw these two Arab guys, like, full-on get-up. Like, sheiks. These, these sheiks walking out, like, with, like, just massive ladyboys on their arms. And it's like, oh, my God. Like, you know, it's just crazy stuff, man. But great country. I love Thailand. It's, and you, you lived know, there for how many years? It was the bulk of three years. And for people wanting to go, like, I've got a number of friends that moved to Thailand to try and start their businesses online because of cost of living. How much can people spend or like like uh, live with on there? The thing about much? Thailand, the thing I love about Thailand is you can have a five-star experience or you can really get by on a budget. And now this was 2012 to 2015. But I, you know, I had a condo, whether it was in Phuket or right in the central part of Bangkok, less than $1,000 Canadian per month, which is like a good pr price to live yeah, in man. a central yeah, happening city. in Vancouver, you'll be paying, you know, three, three triple, grand for three that. grand for a fully furnished place at least. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it, it's hard to say now. But on on a budget, twenty five hundred Canadian, yeah. easy. And that's it, all in food, it, eating out three eating times out. a day. Yeah, and if you want to go straight up like guest house and like hostel style, you could probably get that under two thousand. Yeah, yeah, easy. Yeah. yeah, no, for sure. I know a couple guys that went there to build their businesses and uh, just cut back on costs. Living in yeah. a place, no winter. No winter, great weather, great food. The people are amazing, very friendly. I'm going there after, I'm going there in a couple days. A few days. I like to get my year Thailand trip in. I yeah. Still have, I still have a lot of love for the place. It's like my second home, so. Yeah, yeah, man, that's awesome. I, uh, I, I went there when, my first time I was there, I was 19. Okay. It was the first country I ever went to oh, wow. abroad, and I flew in when I was like 19. That's nuts. And I was just like, what is this? <laughs> Walking down the Kosan Road, dude, oh, yeah, and I'm just yeah. like, this is just... And you know what inspired me to do it, man, was I watched the movie and read the book, The Beach. Oh, yeah, DiCaprio, yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio, one of his best movies ever. If you haven't watched it, check it out, called The Beach. And I was just reading this novel, and I'm like, man, like, traveling to all these exotic islands, meeting these, like, you know, foreigner, like, Swedish girls. And I'm like, man, like, I've never seen that. And I'm like, I want to go. 
And uh, I went, and it was amazing, man. Like my inspiration was Hangover Two. That's right. Oh yeah. <laughs> no, I had already decided I was going to go there, but I remember that came out just before I was going, and I watched it. And I'm like, what am I getting into here? This is wild. What did he say? Bangkok, the city that will like you know eat you up yeah, and yeah. something Bangkok's like. Yeah, Bangkok. Yeah, Bangkok's got him now. Ba- yeah, Bangkok's got him now. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't let go. Bangkok's got him now. Um, well, I'm glad that you you know that that's like a real place where you kind of formulated yourself and kind of yes. really you know like I found a big part of myself by going there absolutely well you know absolutely and, and there was like a just a chapter of my life that was very important and crucial I think one thing that is really impressive <clears throat> about you is just the money that you spend investing into your own personal development and your masterminds yeah you know people are always saying oh well you know I don't want to buy this course or buy this book or go to this workshop or get a coach or a mentor for this but if you want to share like what you've done through your business and personal life as far as getting involved in these circles. And we actually met, well, no, we met through a friend first, and then we both got invited to a, a, yes. a, like a, a mastermind group called The Brotherhood. Um, shout out to Sean Gallagher and all those boys uh, that, that started that. That was amazing. Um, but, but you've gone to really some you know, higher end ones where you pay more than most people make in, uh, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah, it's that's been pivotal. Yeah. I mean, in the brohood, the brotherhood, yeah. that was the start of a chain, uh, chain reaction of events that led me directly yeah. to this position I'm in now. So, it, especially with the internet thing and like being the solopreneur, it can be so isolating, and that it's just soul draining when it's just you. You feel so lonely. You get caught in your head. At least I'm speaking from experience. You get caught in your head. You start to get oh, jaded sure. and you know just skeptical, and you, you become your own worst enemy in many ways. And having that community, surrounding yourself with a, a like-minded, like-minded community that challenges you, where there's people on a higher level than you are, that gives you it gives you like a direct example of what you can move towards, as yeah. opposed to it being this abstract concept in your mind, or you just think like success is just this abstract concept. It makes it real when you surround yourself with those people. And build up that network and the more successful I've become I'm always looking for like a new mastermind or something to get into where I'm still gonna get challenged because I know how much it's helped me it's if there was one thing if there's one thing that I'm gonna share that's really led me to this position and has been the consistent streamline of my success that common thread a mastermind group a like-minded network of people challenging you where there's people more successful than you imperative Imperative, man. I, I, I say the same thing, you know, and that's why I love that group that I was part of in Vancouver like in 2007, 2010. Um, like I started like basically with a couple of friends, like the Internet Masterminds that a friend of ours, Matt Asifan, has just kind of really grown since then. But just putting that group together back then when everything was really new with like social media and Internet marketing and just bouncing ideas off of each other. And just, you know, supporting each other and just, you know, like a lot, a lot of partnerships and stuff come from that too. Um, do you want to share how much you paid for the, the one that you're in with Ryan? Um, or you don't have to say the name of it, but it just how much, just to kind of show people I, that it's serious. I, yeah, I paid, I paid anywhere from ten to 25000 to be in masterminds to some capacity. And like you said, like that's, that's a lot of money to part with. Even, yeah. even like, I'm, like I'm frugal, like I was saying yeah, before, yeah. that's a lot of money to part with. Yeah. But I recognize the value, it's an investment. And well, same as me, man. Like when I was 27 or 26, 27, um, one of my mentors was like, Well, you have to go to this workshop in Cancun. I was like, All right, I'm like, What, how much is it? He's like, Eight thousand dollars. 
I was like, $6,000? Are you serious? Yeah. yeah, but if you're serious about getting your results, you're going to go and meet these people, learn from these people, and uh, if you're serious, I'll see you there. If you're not, I don't care. Yeah, kind yeah. Of. And what I did, man, I actually, what I did was insane to get that funds. I, uh, I, I rented out my apartment in Vancouver. I set up a surf trip through UBC nice. with all these students to go down. So I got a you free flight it. down to Mexico for the event. Nice. I made some cash from you know leading that event. Nice. I made nice. money from renting out my apartment for that month. I lived in Mexico for a month. And then I started my, like kind of what you did in Thailand when you went there, I was doing, starting my business in Mexico. Oh, and, sure. uh, and I just made it work. And after that, I came back and that's where, you know, I connect with guys like, you know, Mike Diller that has a big podcast and stuff now. You met so, those guys through there. So that was all Very through cool. this, this last previous business, right? Very cool. And that's just a decade ago and those relationships are still connected. And like you said, you know, people might say, well, 10 grand, that's a lot, but it doesn't have to be that level. You can find something that's like, you know, uh, a couple hundred bucks. That's a, it. A couple hundred bucks a year or something. Or just get a coach. Like that's why I, now I'm passionate about helping people and offering my, myself and my services to actually help people get to higher levels and get unstuck and connect them with other people that have what they want to create. That's so, a key point. Yeah. 10 grand, 25 grand, that's where I'm I'm able to do that now. Yeah. But the brotherhood was free when it started, yeah. but now it's, tons of resources. it's a couple thousand. You can find meetup groups, you can find Facebook groups that are free or maybe a few hundred dollars. Start where you can start, but it's so crucial. Yeah, they say that your network is your net worth. Yeah. You know, like surrounded by yeah. yourself. And that's one thing I've really been lacking here in Asia and that we talked about this last night because I'm kind of where you were at when you were in Thailand. Lacking that, that lacking that community of people locally that you can kind of meet up with because there's not a lot of people uh, in my space here that are kind of with the same kind of uh, vision and, and goals that I have. Uh, so that's why it's so been awesome having you come visit here, man. And totally. get, get that get that uh, boost of a uh, hometown uh, just like minded conversations, yeah, and yeah, the, you know, yeah, yeah, bouncing ideas off of each other, and you know, you shared some things with me, I shared some things with you. We try and support each other and and add value where we can. So, um, well, you know, we have a full day. We're gonna go and get some uh, spa treatment the here. Full Korean experience. We're get, I'm getting a, a facial, uh, <laughs> some massage, some acupuncture, some cupping. We're gonna basically recover from our Halloween night last night. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, where can people reach out and connect with you, man, and support what you're doing? Um, I would say the best, just, just head over to Instagram, Jeremy Shirk. My name is, is, uh, I'll link it up in the description. Link it up there. That's, that's the go-to spot. And I, I have a YouTube channel. I put out lots of good content on YouTube, but I promote that on, on Instagram. So you'll hear about that there. If you just go follow me on Instagram or check Jeremy Shirk on YouTube, those are the two go-tos I would say. Awesome. My last question for you, what is a successful life defined to you? Like how, if you look back on your life, you're like, man, I, I did it right. Yeah. Looking back on my life, I want to know. Actually, it's so funny. I was on Mike Diller's website just a few days ago. Yeah. And he's got a video, and he says what his mentor told him. Oh, was, I know where I know exactly what you're gonna say, and this is so powerful. Every uh, this this resonated this, so yeah, deeply. So this I'm gonna, is, listen to this, everyone. This is huge. I'm gonna pass it forward here. So Mike Dillard on his website, he's talking about his mentor. He's having lunch with him, and his mentor said, "Do you want to know what every man's worst nightmare is?" Yeah. He's like, "What? Being on your deathbed." And having the man or the woman, if you're a woman, show up that you could have been if you lived your fullest life and you meeting them. <laughs> so my, my idea of a fulfilled life is being at the end of my life and being like, I, I did everything I could. I did not hold back. And, and I am the person 
I am the, the highest potential of myself, yeah. basically. You, you know what I'm saying? No, totally, because I heard that. And like I said, if you guys don't know who Mike Dillard is, he has one of the biggest podcasts in the world mm-hmm. called Self Made Man. Uh, it's amazing. And uh, he was one of my biggest mentors since like I was 26, 27 years old. And it's basically living to your full potential, you know, living to whatever God's gifts are for you, that you take advantage of them and you use them and you don't waste them. So, man, that's powerful. I'm glad you shared that. Quentin, thanks, thanks, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thanks for coming, dude. I appreciate the visit and safe travels in Bangkok. Don't let, <laughs> don't let her get you. Don't let her, don't let her get you. Uh, and yeah, man, I'll definitely connect you with. Uh, the uh the watches with your instagram below beautiful and, thank you uh, very much thanks, thanks for, watching. for watching everyone we're gonna go and uh treat ourselves to uh some korean treats korean experience <laughs> yes all right cheers wasn't that awesome i told you it was gonna be a great episode thanks so much for tuning in till the end we really really appreciate it go ahead share this out hit somebody up that will really benefit from it share this subscribe go ahead also like i said in the beginning if you would like a one-on-one conversation with me email me quentin carlin at gmail or fill out the calendar link to schedule in a call and before you forget go over to itunes right now leave a five-star review and an honest comment what do you think of the show what do you think of the interviews uh, the content really appreciate it go out there make a great day See you on the next episode coming this week. See ya.